Welcome to the podcast that opens doors to a world of possibilities, scope of work. Join us as we venture into the dynamic realms of trade jobs and unique career paths. From HVAC masters to construction wizards and innovative entrepreneurs, we've got the stories that prove success doesn't always require a college degree. Get ready to explore the exciting landscape of certifications, skills, and success beyond the classroom. This is The Scope of Work. So, good morning. I am Tiffany. And I am Justin. And we are, we decided to start a podcast this year. We have been talking about it a lot. Um, Just both of us have been interested in doing a podcast. We own a marketing company. I'm a blogger and Justin works in HR sales. So it's kind of like we weren't really sure exactly what we wanted to talk about. But career and this like whole realm of like finding a job and finding something you're passionate about is something that both of us have really always enjoyed like delving into careers well and and i think you know as our you know we have three boys and uh, you know they're they're kind of getting towards that pre-teenish age and yeah. as i started thinking about like what are what do they want to do and where do we want to go i didn't want to feel like kind of like with our generation it was college college everyone went to college literally everyone like if you didn't go to college it was there was something wrong like you weren't smart enough or you weren't good enough like something so Obviously, a, t- a lot of us took on a lot of debt to do that, um, but I just wanted to, you know, really start thinking through what would the world look like for my boys, um, you know, if they didn't want to go to college. I mean, what if they wanted to join the military? What if they wanted to go to trade school? You know, things like that. Um, because there's tons of successful people that took that route. So I just I want to explore that a little bit more, and and um, and you know, make it seem like it's you're you're not a failure so to speak i don't know if i want to use that word if you decide not to go to college and take a different route right i think there's still a lot of societally i think there's a lot of um kind of unintended bias when it comes to people that don't go to college you know i mean i remember as a kid like my generation obviously college was a huge deal like college was supposed to be the best way to get a job and all of that like i can remember one of my uncles would always tell us like you have to go to college work for hard for four years or work hard for the rest of your life. And I was like, when is the like not working hard for the rest of my life kicking in? Because like pretty much I feel like we work hard every day, like in any job that we've had. So I, I kind of have, I think as a kid, like that was like terrifying to think like, Oh my God, my life was going to be so much harder if I didn't go to college. But like as an adult, like looking back on that, I was like, what terrible advice to give someone like that my life was somehow going to be magically like so much easier if I just went to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and the thing is, too, um, you know, I'm, I'm from Florida, born and raised, uh, moved to Louisiana, uh, attended you know high school one year um, at a small high school near Baton Rouge and. I kind of settled down and went to college here, but my background, you know, from a family perspective is it's really blue collar. Like my grandfather worked at a chemical plant. My dad worked at the same chemical plant. He actually got him the job after my parents got married. And, uh, but my grandfather worked hard, saved money. Um, and on the side he worked on cars and then that turned into him opening his own auto body shop, a transmission auto repair. And then, you know, a, a paint body shop, things like that. So, and that's where he made his money, <clears throat> did very well. My other grandfather um, worked as a, owned a, a carpet laying business. So, you know, he went in, 
laid carpet. So I'd go work with him on weekends and sometimes during the summer with both of my grandfathers to make money. So I've done all this from sweeping oil dry and laying carpet and all these other things. And, um, but it was always like, go to college, go to college, go to college. And, um, I was only the second member of my family to go to college. My mom's brother, you know, went to college, my uncle and then law school. So it was kind of like out of the norm for my family for anyone to have went. It's really the way, um, I was pushed to go, but oddly enough, um, both of my grandparents were very successful. Neither one of them went to college, you know? So it was, yeah, I was going to say like your grandparents both were like, I mean, extremely successful, but which is always funny to me why they pushed you so hard to go to college and Mm -hmm. not follow in either one of their businesses really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think, I think that lends itself too back into that unintended bias that we have that college is somehow better than working in a trade field. Like I feel like a lot of times like people are made to feel like that job is less than and they want better. I'm doing air quotes. They can't see it, but they want better for their kids and stuff like that. So, uh, but you know, so of of course I I did end up going to college um, and, you know, ended up getting a a master's degree in MBA. um, And then, you know, basically kind of fell into sales. So I always thought um, <clears throat> with my master's degree, I'm like, I'm going to be a banker. Like in my mind, I foresaw myself going to work in a bank and then, you know, doing something in finance. Uh, but when I was in school, a buddy of mine had a position open, believe it or not, selling pagers if I want to date myself at the mall uh, part time. And uh, I went in there and I sold pagers like 20 hours a week and was making literally like triple what I was making bartending. Don't. And, talk um, <laughs> bad about your pager career and yeah, bought my engagement ring. That is like, true. <laughs> um, so. Well, and then, you know, that turned into, uh, then cell phones started to become a thing. And uh, we sold what at that location, what at the time was coming called PrimeCo, which became Verizon Wireless. And then I ended up getting a job at Verizon and working my way up into management there, um, going through sales and then um, got kind of tired of, of working nights and weekends and being on call essentially all the time. And then decided to, to get a regular nine to five job and ended up at Paychex. Um, a friend of mine got me a job there, my first, I guess, outside sales job. And then I've kind of banged around that industry ever since um, with a little foray into um, legal marketing for a while, but just kind of been in that HR related industries um, at some different companies. And, um, and that's kind of where I am today, still doing that. Uh, work in retirement plans with small businesses today. So been in sales ever since. So I never did get that banking job, but uh, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So I'm Tiffany. And if you haven't figured out, Justin and I are married. We actually met in college. So that's kind of funny that we're talking about not going to college and that's where we met. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I grew up in Kenner. Um, I'm an only child. I grew up with two parents, my mom, um, two parents who did opposite things with careers. So my mom went to college. She was a teacher. So kind of going back to that, you know, teacher, doctor, lawyer, like those seemed to be the careers at the time. So she went and she was a teacher. My dad actually went to trade school and he was a machinist and then um, kind of transitioned out of that and had different jobs throughout, you know, my childhood and up until the last couple of years. It, most recently he worked as um, like a hotshot driver for a company that did like hotshots for like oil rigs and things like that. So he's kind of, you know, like a jack of all trades when it's come to careers. Like he's always kind of transitioned into different things. 
which I think is kind of cool. Like, I, I think it's been interesting to see, like, to have one parent that primarily just, like, worked one job, the same kind of job her entire life, and then somebody that's kind of, like, done different things. Because that's kind of more how I am. So I graduated from John Curtis High School, and I went to Southeastern, which is where I'm at, Justin. I got a degree in communications with a concentration in public speaking and a minor in English literature and dance, which I always think is so funny. It was just, I took a ton of electives and I ended up with these minors that I'm like, um, never got my MBA. Fun fact. I have dyslexia and I am a terrible test taker. It took me three times of taking the ACT literally just to get enough to where I hit like qualify for tops. So even though I had decent grades in school, I'm not a test taker. So why was that a fun fact? I don't, it's not, it seems like a not fun fact. Well, it's not fun, not fun fact. Like, I don't know. I'm just throwing it in there, but, um, yeah. So never went, never, um, did anything past college just because I was always like terrified of taking the, uh, I can't remember the GRE, is it? Yeah, GRE, Um, whatever. So post-college, so Justin and I actually got married while I was still in college, and he's a couple years older than me, so I kind of really always relied on him as more of like a career mentor. Like my parents had obviously had different careers than I was wanting to do. Like I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. At first, um, Southeastern was really great about helping me kind of like figure out what I wanted to do in college. And then Justin kind of helped me start my career path, which was in sales also. So I actually worked for an industrial supply company called Fastenal and I sold dud and things like that to oil rigs, which was a very fascinating world to be in as a very girly girl. I got a job there after working at Fastenal. I actually got a job with Special Olympics Louisiana. I worked as a, a fundraiser for them for about 10 years. And then I transferred working as a recruiter for an IT firm in New Orleans. So there was kind of where I feel like I really kind of started developing a passion for seeing people like in jobs and careers and learning more about like that there were more things outside of just going to college. Like I, I, I saw guys who would get hundred thousand dollar year jobs that had college degrees, master's degrees. But then I saw guys that would get the same jobs that had just gotten certifications and were not, had not gone down this long path of education. Um, and they were applying for the same jobs. And I was like, wow, it's wild that you kind of have this big disconnect in this field that you have people that, have like are overly educated almost. And then you have people that, you know, really came out of high school, got a a couple of certifications and just really skilled in what they do. And they're making the same amount of money. So So let's talk about, um, what am I doing now? Excellent question. Excellent question. Because we stopped at GeoCent, which is not the end of my working. Um, (laughs) fun. Another fun, not fun fact. I got laid off from Geosent, which we're going to discuss layoffs in our second episode, but I got laid off of Geosent and became a stay at home mom for many years, but which is very on brand for Tiffany cannot sit still. And I decided to start a blog. So I actually started the blog. It's called, it was called we five Kings. Uh, we actually rebranded this year and it's Tiffany King creative now. 
And during the pandemic, um, so my blog was fashion and lifestyle. I worked with a lot of local boutiques and during the pandemic, um, the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of them did not have websites. They didn't have big social media presences. So I started getting asked to help like different people. And then with the encouragement of Justin, we, um, opened the organized social, which he said his career ended with sales, but technically he works for me too. Right. True. On the organized social. So right now, currently, I own two different brands, Devin Creative and the organized social. And now we have a podcast. Okay. So now, so again, like they tell you when you're, they tell you when you're doing a podcast that there's different things that you have to tell them in your intro. So one of them is, why do you think that this is important? So we're going to let Justin take this question. Why do we think this podcast yeah. is important? Yeah. So... You know, like we, we said before, so why did why did we want to start this podcast, right? Like, why don't we feel it's important? So, um, again, I, I think as we kind of kept looking at our own children and trying to, to figure out what their path might be, you know, which way they're going to go, we talked to some friends and some other people and, and kind of found that, like, everyone was thinking the same way. They're like, well, we took on this enormous debt that, you know, we're 40 years old and still paying off and I'm making less money than people that I know that don't have college degrees. Does this make sense? And I feel like that's a, a conversation going on in society at large now, right? Like what's going on in universities and do people feel like it's the right move at this point in time? So I feel like there's kind of a little bit of an inflection point going on right now anyway. Um, at the same time, like we're trying to think through this for our own children. So I just think it was natural for us to say, this is a question a lot of people have, and we don't see a lot of other podcasts or content out there that's really trying to bring to the forefront, well, what can you do different that is not going to law school or being pre-med or trying to become an accountant or a teacher, you know, what else is out there um, that if not saying don't go to college, because I mean, we'll probably have some people on here talking about careers yeah. that, that do require a college degree. Um, I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying we wanted to show the other side of that coin, too, uh, and really kind of be focused on that. And I also think, you know, I mean, we spend the majority of our lives working. I mean, you know, I've had a job since I was 16 years old, like, for, except for the time that I was staying home with the kids. Like, I have worked for someone else for years and now I work for myself. But, you know, not saying that staying home with my kids was not a job. It's just not like a nine to five job like you're doing when you're working for someone else. So, you know, we spend a lot of our lives working and it it's it's going to be a better life if you find something that you are passionate about, something that you enjoy, like something that doesn't feel like it, it's just like sucking the life out of you every day. And also like things that you're inclined to do, you know, sometimes I think there's a big disconnect of what we're told we should be and what we're really inclined to be. And I think that leaning into that and really thinking a lot about what you're inclined to do is really important. And then aside from just the decisions of whether or not to go to college, you know, we've both made big career changes. Um, we obviously own our own business now. Like sometimes in life, like stuff's going to get thrown at you and you can change what you're doing too. So like I wanted this podcast to be out there for people that also were thinking, I hate what I'm doing. Like I want to do something that I feel 
good about. Like I want to, you know, stop where I am now and like switch into like a different career, or, you know, just a different path. And I think that it's good to put the information out there of what's available to people for that too. So what is our season going to look like? So we have several different interviews set up. We have set up interviews with people in construction, HVAC, pool companies, and more. We want, we're going to have some entrepreneurs on here um, discussing like how they got their start, how they've grown to own their own businesses, steps that they've done, certifications they've taken, how they've gotten to be where they are in their field. But we also want to discuss some of the nuances that go on with college too, is that there is still somewhat of a stigma in our society that going to college is somehow better than going to trade school, that, you know, taking time off and not going to college right away is like a mistake. Um, I definitely think there's a lot of different ways to get where you're going. And I think that it's good to hear people's, you know, not only just what has worked for them, but maybe what hasn't worked and right. what they would encourage the younger generation to do differently when they're going into these positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, our hope is by sharing these stories, we can, I, I mean, I, I don't want to use the word destigmatize, you know, not, not go under college. Um, but I guess that's kind of, you know, we just want to make it where any career path should be considered normal and people shouldn't feel like invaluable. You know, yeah. Like they're not valuable. I mean, I'll tell you a perfect example of a, a, a personal friend of mine um, was an electrician and his wife is a, is a nurse and they would get together at these things with like her coworkers and they'd say, Oh, what do you do? And he'd just like, I'm an electrician. And he was always like, I kind of felt stupid because here I am telling these doctors I'm an electrician and this and that and nurses and whatever. Cause that's the whole group. They were all married. A nurse was married to a doctor. A doctor was married to a nurse, you know, nurse married to a nurse, whatever. Um, and I guess that's the thing. Like that's my friend and he made a damn good living as an electrician. I always thought that's a shame that he has to somehow feel when he's in front of these people, like saying that I'm an electrician is not as good as being a nurse. You know Knowing what I mean? Knowing that every doctor in that room probably has used an electrician more than once, you know? Well, yeah. So it's interesting. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess, you know, just, just an example of what I hope that if we can, you know, kind of contribute to this conversation that, you know, we can make people feel like any career that pays the bills and allows you to raise your family is you know, worthy. Is, is worthy. Right. Exactly. It's worthy. There's nothing yeah. wrong with a career that, that's not in a bank yes. or in a hospital. And on the other side of it, too, we want to kind of intertwine some topics that are like current events, things that are happening in the working sphere. A lot of things have changed since COVID with the way people are working, how they're doing their day to day, um, how companies are structuring things. So we kind of want to bring in some of those current events just to be able to discuss like, you know, as being in the working world for 20 plus years, like just our perspective on some of the things that are happening. So in between our career interviews, we'll have some episodes that we'll discuss some current events, things that are happening in the workplace today. Um, so we thought with what happened, started this year going into 2024, that we would kind of open by discussing layoffs. Yes. So this year has already seen a lot of layoffs across multiple industries, including tech, you know, companies from Google, Discord, Amazon. Have all had massive layoffs. Banks, city, you know, city bank regions um, have all had massive layoffs. Retail has seen a lot of layoffs. So um, we had the highest amount of layoffs in January uh, since the financial crisis or since the, the COVID, since COVID. So. 
And being laid off is um, scary. Um, I can attest to that because I have been laid off, which is one of the reasons that we thought we would discuss this today is just kind of, um, you know, being laid off is really scary because a lot of times it comes out of nowhere. Being laid off is often not performance based. So it kind of comes out of nowhere, which is what makes them even scarier is that it's not something that you're anticipating. It's not like you've been having problems in your job and all of a sudden, you know, you're getting fired. Like this is typically something that happens that's completely outside of your control. Like it's usually financial mistakes that the company has made. They're not making revenue. They're reassessing what has happened at the end of the year. And then they're like, one of the ways that we can get back into the black is to lay off people in our company. Well, and I think time in is good to have this conversation today as we launch this podcast because almost every single one of these massive layoffs are in jobs and sectors that require, you know, or for the most part, have people who are highly educated, even advanced degrees. Um, So as they leave these jobs and, you know, people are more burned out than ever and people are looking for a career change, right? So layoffs can be both a curse, obviously, because suddenly you don't have a job, but it can be a blessing as well because it doesn't give you now an avenue to make a career change or to explore doing something different. So um, I think talking about layoffs today kind of does segue into what we're hoping to explore, what we want to explore as the season progresses. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just in our own experience with me being laid off, you know, it was honestly, if I hadn't gotten laid off, I probably wouldn't have ever started my blog. I wouldn't have started the digital marketing business. You know, I'd likely still be working for somebody else. We wouldn't be doing this podcast. We would not be doing this podcast. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it definitely, although it's scary, can be an opportunity for something new. I kind of wanted to go over just a couple of practical things, though. If you have gotten laid off, you know, I think, um, like I said before, you know, when you get laid off, a lot of times it's going to be like a gut punch. Like you're, you're not really going to expect it. Like sometimes there's going to be whisperings in the company that they're looking to do layoffs and you might hear about that and kind of know it's coming, but likely when it happens, it's going to be kind of a gut punch. So just make sure that you know that it's okay to ask questions, like ask specifics on why you're being let go. Like, is it, does it have anything to do with your performance? Are they laying other people off? Like how much of the, um, how much is, how much of your workforce is being laid off? Is there an opportunity for you to come back to work for the company? Like sometimes not that I would ever want to go back and work for a company that laid me off, but you know, I mean, sometimes people get laid off and they do go back to work for the other company. You need to know about severance. Like, are they giving you a severance package? How long is it for? Do you need to turn in your equipment today? Like, there are things that HR should be going over with you in that meeting, but we all know that not at every HR department is great. I don't know if, um, I wish I could almost put this video into this podcast, but there was a girl who got laid off from a company called Cloudflare. And she recorded it for TikTok. And it was kind of amazing. Like, um, while... I don't know that I would recommend doing that because like she literally went viral and everybody on the internet has seen her like shame this company. But I, it was kind of a little bit vindicating because she definitely like held their feet to the fire. Like she kept saying, why am I being let go? And they would say, Oh, you know, it's reduction workforce. And she, and they kept saying that it was because 
she they, they were alluding to the fact that it was performance based, but like she had met all of her metrics. So she was like, if I'm meeting everything that you're doing, like you're telling me that you're laying me off because the company's not making enough money. Like, and they didn't want to admit that. And it was just very interesting to see the dynamic from that side of a person like going through it, you know, and her kind of like definitely trying to get answers from them. So like, it's good if you have questions, if you have things that you want answered, that is the time to ask it. Right. But being laid off, I mean, yeah, there's clearly there's negatives to it. Right. So depending on your financial situation, like what do you have off on the side? Do you have an emergency fund? Can you pay the bills? Does that mean you need to find something else right away? But you know, is it also a time for you to potentially explore something new? Right. Like, so if you are lucky enough to be in a situation where maybe you don't have to find a new job right away, what are the things you've been potentially thinking about or kicking around? I mean, do you want to go back into the same career path? Do you want to go back into um, you know, doing what you were doing before, whether that's, you know, sales or what have you. So that's where I'm, I'm hoping like this podcast can kind of come in and um, help explore like these things maybe you've never thought about or understand what it would take to get into some of these industries, how long, you know? So I think that's why it's kind of like a perfect part of our conversation to kind yeah. of kick off. Like would, you know, with the layoffs happening today is knowing that there's going to be a lot of people out there that are probably thinking to themselves, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like I'm not happy with this. Hasn't been happening in a while. I hate going to work every day. So on the one hand, I hate getting laid off. On the other hand, I'm relieved. I don't have to do that job anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the hope. Yeah. Okay. So in this episode, we wanted to, the okay, in the episodes that we're doing in between our interviews, we wanted to talk about some current events. So one was layoffs. And the next thing that we wanted to bring up, the question that I have for everyone that I know is, are you going back into the office or not? Right. Well, there's been, again, just like layoffs have cropped up uh, already. There's been a lot of companies now that are talking about getting back to the office um, because they're sitting on a lot of uh, very expensive commercial real estate that's empty. And uh, desks and, and, yeah. I mean, they're the, just the uh, mere equipment that they probably have like inside of those spaces that are not being utilized. Right. I mean, we talk about the, the TikTok thing going viral, but there was also a, an email that kicked around recently from a company CEO basically telling everyone you've got like two weeks to get back to the office or find a new job. Just, you know, out of the blue after years of, you know, some people have moved to other states. So it's kind of like, well, hello, like how, what do we do here? So, you know, the back to the office phenomenon, I feel like is probably just going to accelerate a little bit more throughout this year as well. Yeah, I've been interested to see how it's going to go, too. Um, you know, being somebody that I pretty much always commuted to work, like I commuted to Hammond for Mandeville for my jobs when I worked there, and then I commuted to New Orleans for a long time. So, um, and back then, like, I never even thought about working from home. Like, and that had never really even crossed my mind. Like, I enjoyed going into the office. Like, I enjoyed that, like you know, you had your boss was like kind of at your disposal. They were there. HR was there. Like there's just different aspects of being in an office. I always thought it was nice to have coworkers and all that too. But when the pandemic happened in the beginning of the pandemic and you started working from home full time, like I think that at, at first it was kind of crazy just because like 
you were there and they were trying to keep the kids quiet, like when he was on Zoom calls and stuff like that. But the more that we've done it, like I love having us both home every day. Right. Yeah. I mean, it. well, I was an outside sales for so long. I was used to being out of the house and in the in the field, so to speak, you know, seeing people in the offices, making sales calls, going to lunches and coffees and what have you, um, meeting people. That's what I was doing. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, pandemic hits and you can't do that anymore. Everyone shut down. Everything's become real decentralized. So now it's all completely remote. And then people really got used to that. So now I don't when the pandemic first started and people started being able to go back into the office, people would ask, uh, hey, do you want to meet? Are we doing this in the office or are we doing this on Zoom? And I'd always say, well, what would you prefer? And they'd say, well, I'd prefer a Zoom. Even when we could go back into the office, I'd say, well, let's just do a Zoom because I may be working from home that day myself, not really sure. So it's just better to set it up as a Zoom call because I don't want to drive to the office. Maybe even I don't have to. So it was definitely... You know, even post-pandemic, things were were co- opening back up. I think people had gotten used to doing business that way and, and preferred it. And so I preferred it because, again, <laughs> I was, you know, I just had to have a, a nice shirt on. Didn't matter if I was wearing, you know, shorts or whatever. So that was nice. It kind of cut back on commute and I am definitely <laughs> still the one that gets fully dressed every day yeah. for work, even though sometimes I don't even see anybody, but I'm, like, full on, like, shoes like tights sometimes it depends on what i'm wearing but i definitely get dressed every day still um but that being said you know there's definitely this push to get people back in an office now certain companies are starting to require it or saying you know hey if you don't come back to the office you know you're not going to be working here anymore so i feel like that's another i think we're just seeing some inflection points right now where things are kind of changing a little bit so i think were these people that now they're going to have to make a decision. Do they go back to the office or do they find another career? Yeah. Yeah. And definitely, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely some benefits. Like I, I think there's some hard points and benefits of working from home. So we both work from home currently. We're across the hall, the across the foyer from each other. He works in our flex room and I work what, in what used to be our dining room. So I do like, I would say some like, good points of working from home. I do like that if I need to take an early call or anything like that, that we have the flexibility of just popping in my office and doing it. Um, whereas like before I would either have to do it on my phone or I'd be like, you know, hold up in my bedroom or like if it was, an, or, or I'd have to go in the office early. Yeah. Um, I think some of the, Can I come up? so I'm in the middle of a thought, uh, but I'm kind of wondering though, what is this? Like we're getting into like, what we're doing working from home, but is that really the topic? The topic we're is just discussing it, and then we're gonna get back on that. Okay, I'm just trying to say, like, how does this go with like the situation of people having themselves to go back in office? Like, them, like, what do they do when they're called back to the office? Which is, I feel, is like what the topic is about. It's not really about like what we do as working from home, nobody cares, but what. Thank you. Yeah. That's what you don't understand sometimes. People want to hear us talk about the things that we're doing. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Now you've interrupted my train of thought. We're keeping this. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you make a podcast, people. People argue. I'm Kendra George. I'm their engineer. (laughs) 
Andrew's it's our third party mediator. and mediator, yeah. mediator in right. this <laughs> podcast that we are. Um, wow. So something like just a little side note that we should throw in here is that Justin and I are both a type personalities. Yeah. And so we're both used to being in charge. We're both used to kind of steering the ship, so to speak. So when we do things together, it's always fascinating right. like, how and, it works out. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> they teach you in sales about the different types of personalities. We are both what they call a dominant drivers. Yes, we are dominant drivers. And yeah. um it works really well in a lot of aspects. Um sometimes it makes things interesting, like today. Um, okay, so what are some bad things about working from home? Like I definitely think that it's harder to separate that work life balance. Like, um, you know, there like the other night we were trying to deal with something with the kids and I'm looking for Justin and can't find him. He's in his office answering an email, which you know, it's important. Like jobs are important, you know, and unlikely most times he would have been answering it from his phone, but you know, he jumped in his office. So I think sometimes both of us struggle again, a type personalities like drivers, um, performance based people. Like we like to do well in what we're doing. Like if I have the opportunity, I am going to hop out and take the work call, something like that. So I do think working from your house kind of like blurs that line a little bit. Right. What do you think about working from home? I mean, I, look, I, it's definitely more convenient. I like it. I'm there. It's easier. Like, I get up. I don't have to waste time driving to an office or driving to see people, you know, getting dressed in all these fancy clothes. You know, it, so that's nice. That Although you love that part. Um, that's nice. On the other hand, there are times I feel like I never leave the damn house. And I would love to, like, get out a little bit again, you know. Yeah. And so there, there is that, like, uh, like I look at the same four walls all the time. Um, so there's that part. And uh, I do, in some ways, miss the connection of seeing coworkers in the office and having that banter and whatever and seeing a human being, you know, different than, no offense, different than... <laughs> You and my children all the time. And the cats. You know, and the cats. I mean, so, so there's, so the there's definitely cats. that part of it. Like, it can get a little, um, I don't know, insulating, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, you know. So there's that part. Lonely. Uh, that's I mean, I wouldn't call it, no, for. I wouldn't call it lonely. It's just that, like, you're not, because, I mean, I'm not lonely. You're there, the kids are there, the cats are there. That That's not the same thing. It's more just, like, that interaction with, you know, other people people like that group dynamic or whatever you know yeah co-workers or whatnot that you know i do miss a little bit but on balance would i give up the convenience of working from home to get that back i would probably say no yeah um, i agree i think that i would stick with working from home too if i had the choice you know now I, my situation is slightly different because I go out and meet with clients and things like that. So I am outside of the house a little bit more than he is, but yeah, I can see that. Okay. So then my question to you is, and then you have to ask this back to me. Okay. Okay. So my question to you is as a business owner, <clears throat> would you want your staff in the office or do you think that they can be as productive at home? All right. Um, well, seeing as how I think it'd be a little hypocritical for me to say be in the office when my company, you know, when I'm working from home myself. Um, so I would say I'm fine. It, 
as long as you have clear benchmarks, things you want them to accomplish and that there's dates that need, they need to be accomplished by. I don't really care if you're doing that in your pajamas at five 30 in the morning, or if you're doing it in an office, you know, at 9am, as long as the things get done that I need you to have done, I'm okay with that. Now, if you prove yourself to be a person who can't hold yourself accountable to that, like from the working from home, and I need to say, look, you've got to be in the office because I have to oversee this work because you're just not getting it done. Thanks, Kendra. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, you're fine. No, you're okay. No. Hold yourself accountable. It makes it um organic and right. fun to have. It's, hey, the next time we record, we're likely going to have to have the kids sitting out there. So um, this is probably the least of the interruptions that right. we're going to have. That's going to be fun. So, but to finish my thought, because it's a very important one, because every thought I have is extremely important. Oh, my God. Please stop. <laughs> So anyway, like I, I'm, my point is, as long as you get the work done in the time I need you to do it, then I'm fine with working from home. If you prove yourself to be a person that cannot make that happen and you need some oversight, then coming back in the office at least a couple of days a week may be necessary. I think. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Would you prefer employees to work from home or be in the office? See, this, this is something that I've struggled with as I've read the articles and people having not wanting to go back to the office. Um, I'm very much a face-to-face person. Like, right. I do feel like I convey things better when I'm face-to-face with something. I feel like I'm more productive when I'm face-to-face with somebody but I also I understand that struggle of like not wanting to have to commute into the office every day and things like that. So for me, I think it would be kind of playing off of what you said is like establishing very clear boundaries. Like I think we would have to have very clear boundaries of when the work was going to be done, like the types of metrics that I would want to see from you, like knowing that you're progressing and whatever project work you're doing. Um, I think that it would be, to me, I would like to at least see somebody once a week. If we had to see them every other week, like I even like in the digital marketing world with our clients, I like to see our clients no less than once a month face to face, just because I think it's important to like have that touch point back to the person that you're working with. So to me, I feel like a healthy kind of balance. I feel like both sides are going to have to give a little bit like in the perfect world. I feel like Companies are going to have to realize that people don't want to be in the office full time. They feel like they're more productive. And unless the company can give them a reason, like you said, that they're not being as productive at home, I think they're going to have a hard time getting people to come back in. But I definitely do think that it would be understandable for them to say, hey, you know, we're going to have you come in every Monday, every Wednesday, whatever is good for you. We want to do at least one meeting face to face a week and have you in the office and then, you know, work from home the rest of the time. Gotcha. Okay. Good, good answer. So thank you. Thank you. That was very nice. The coffee is not as hot as it was when we first started. So I'm starting to like get into the groove. Yeah. So uh, I think that pretty much covers most of the topics we wanted to discuss today. Um, if you people out there listening have any other topics you would like us to cover, any questions, 
uh, please feel free to DM us on Instagram at the scope of work podcast. podcast. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I would love to hear any kind of topics that you'd like us to discuss on here. And then if you have any suggestions for people you would like us to interview. So we're going to be doing our first interview soon. I think it's happening in two weeks. And we're excited about that. Yeah. So, well, thanks for joining us. And until next time. Thank you for joining us on this exploration of unconventional careers and trade jobs. If you've been inspired to forge your own path or explore new horizons, remember, success knows no limits. Connect with us on social media to continue the conversation. Share your stories and stay updated on the latest in the world of alternative careers. Find us at the Organized Social Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode. Your feedback fuels our mission to showcase diverse scopes of work beyond the ordinary. Whether you're tightening bolts, crafting masterpieces, or building empires, remember, your journey matters and the possibilities are endless. This is the scope of work, where careers are not just jobs, but adventures waiting to unfold. Thank you.